0: I am not one who has been born in the possession of knowledge. I am one who is fond of antiquity and earnest in seeking it there. Study the past, if you would define the future. Confucius. Chapter 8. A Last Word Caduceus probably gives rise to more questions than it does answers which, if it should be the case, would be desirable. However, I mentioned in the introduction that it would not be a definitive text. It should be considered as a Japanese koan, a Buddhist technique to give the mind pause, to inspire thought, and an aid to meditation and contemplation. Examples of such would be, if a tree falls in the forest and there is no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? Or what is the sound of one hand clapping? Throughout Caduceus, there has been a continuous and constant thread to the evidence provided. Within the esoteric spiritual texts discussed, there is the firm advice that one should seek the truth, knowledge, and wisdom. For me, it was asking the questions researching and weighing subject matter in terms of science and history, and then, subsequently, in terms of religions and philosophy. In the chapter on esoteric spiritual texts, It was proposed that light was often a result of such a search for knowledge and meditation. In the chapter dealing with these spiritual philosophers, there were individuals of profound thought, of great contemplation and introspection, who acted on such advice and, as a result, were compelled to write about their experience, and in particular to describe their experience as awe-inspiring and also associated with light. In the chapter on Kundalini, further notable individuals were identified who had had this experience and who also associated it with light. So powerful were their experiences that some of these individuals went on to found the religions and spiritual movements that we have today. Furthermore, the near-death experience is one which also solidly includes the element of light as part of it. William James suggested of the mystic experience that, leaving aside the question of the truth of these, we should surely on the basis of the undeniable action and influence gathered from this information, view it as, at least, worthy of consideration, but at best as amongst the most important, tangible and biological functions of mankind. Plato used the discourses of Socrates to supplement his own philosophical ideas, much like Lao Tzu, who used the maxims of earlier sages to illustrate his sentiments. I have similarly used a wide range of quotations in Caduceus, not only to provide substance to my assertions, but also to serve as mouthpiece to my contentions. Whilst there are many authors who have written on specific subjects included in Caduceus, I felt that there was no one book out there which brought all the elements together as I have tried to do. I believe that it is only by taking a universal view that can we come to something of any solidity closely aligned to the truth. So what then is this unifying and universal light? That which seemingly can be accessed via the Kundalini experience or the near-death experience. That which has been presented to us since time immemorial in so many spiritual and religious texts by so many individuals of a spiritual and or philosophical persuasion? Might this light be heaven, as recounted in Plato's Myth of Ur, this shaft of light which stretches from heaven to earth, or, as it further suggests, that this light is the bond of heaven and holds its circumference together? Might it be God? a divine entity, an omniscient entity. It is seen in esoteric spiritual texts in various forms. In the Tanakh, God is described as a consuming fire. In the New Testament, God is light. In the Quran, God is the light. In the Bhagavad Gita, the radiance of the Supreme Spirit is comparable to the light if a thousand suns rose in the sky. And in the texts of Taoism, Tao, or the way, is described as the light. The Zoroastrians claim that God is the light and the source of light. Indeed, in scripture around the globe and within a vast majority of cultures and sects, such as the Gnostics, its respective omniscient entity or fundamental underlying principle of life is referred to as light. The question arises, do we just wave aside all these accounts of the experiences of the originators of the religious and spiritual thoughts and dismiss them as mere coincidence or metaphor? The answer may be best left with the listener to respond by forming their own thoughts and opinions. Some individuals who read spiritual texts like to be told what to do and how to act. But one important conclusion here is that It is the knowledge of the self, and knowledge gained by the individual, that is essentially required. In this book, I have set out to provide as much transcendent evidence from a variety of sources and angles. It was Plato who suggested that reason will only take you so far. At some point, one has to take a new and all-encompassing perspective on what is available, but in my view, The preponderance of evidence suggests that, at very least, there is something else.